Welcome back to another episode of Too Much Pod to our DFS episode again. As always, for the last few days we've been doing this. Uh, I'm back with Joe Ricotta as we go down some of our favorite picks for today's slate, which is uh, 7.05 Eastern Time. 13 games under the slate, so there's a lo- pretty large slate, and there's a lot of different routes you can go as far as pitchers go, as far as like you can find a lot of good value out of some of the guys. So, there's, and there's obviously, as always, a lot of good options for stack as well. So let's get a rolling here with some uh, pitchers to start off. Of course, you got the guys at the top, the two aces in New York, Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom. Those are always solid options. But you don't have to pay for up for them either because there's other guys, uh, you know, that's kind of like if you go down the list, down the line here, there's a lot of good guys, uh, good, a lot of, you can potentially get a lot of good value out of them. Uh, like, my favorite value pick is Frankie Montas of the A's. He's at 8,400. And he's been pitching and really, really, really impressive so far. And then the matchup is against the Giants, which is a really good matchup. Uh, so far, he's had a 22 to 9 K to walk rate. Uh, he's given up just four, four runs, 14 hits in 23 innings pitched. And that was a, that was over four starts, uh, and a even one WHIP and 175 batting average against. And he had, hasn't been hit hard either. Just a 20.3 hard hit percentage which is in the 92nd percentile. Uh, 290 expected slugging as well, and 221 Woba. So you know, he's been he's been awesome so far. I I was really high on him coming into the year, so he's he's been you know proving me right on that part, and I think he'll do really good, rack up more strikeouts in this game against those Giants, who's, you know, as we mentioned, like – a couple of a couple of times already during during this uh, doing these pods uh, about the Giants' offense not being good at all, so definitely a good matchup. Yeah, definitely. I I, I love Montas uh, tomorrow today. <laughs> Two. Um, yeah, the Giants. Nothing really. They don't strike fear in anything in anyone. Um, and Montas has been rolling. Then someone who just came out and pitched really well last season, and then um, obviously was suspended for a little bit um, for PEDs, I believe. Yeah, it was like what eighty? I think it was eighty games. 80 or 60, something like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the Giants, while they haven't been terrible, like in the batting average department, and even strikeout-wise, they are against righties. They're 21st in strikeout rate. So, I mean, as far as, like, they don't don't strike out that much. I'm looking at it. (laughs) From highest to lowest. 
right. J-Ray. But um, as far as like weighted on base average, they're, they're second or seventh worst in mm-hmm. the majors against right-handed batters. And so, I mean, and Montas just has, you know, he has that great splitter. Um, they had a lot of K upside there. So I, I really like that pick. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the pitching, like you said, you don't have to spend up for those guys like DeGrom and Cole, but it it'd probably be wise to get them into some lineups if you're playing if you're yeah multi entering or even in cash games if you want to be safe, right? Uh, well, semi safe, I guess, because they don't have the best matchups ever, but um, like I don't really like Kershaw tomorrow facing the Angels. No, at that price, but he can always have a good game too. Merrill, Merrill Kelly's been pitching really well, but I don't like him here with all the other options on the slate. Um, really, from Sonny Gray, like we were talking about um, on Twitter, me and you, from Sonny Gray, looking at the prices on DraftKings, from him all the way down to Frankie Montas, and you could probably put Woodruff in there too. Mm-hmm. But I I don't want to against the Cubs and no I don't I don't see a reason why you need to go there but you know he we know he can be very good so uh, that's definitely a GPP only play yeah but from Gray to Montez like all those guys in there Odorizzi who pitched poorly against the Kansas City last time but. You know, he's he's still a solid pitcher and could have just been one of those games. Savali's been pretty solid um, going against the Tigers. Lamette, huge K-upside guy. He looks like a a budding stud on the mound. Definitely. Um, Chatwood's been – he's always good against the Brewers. And, you know, that's that was the guy that I kind of – that's my big breakout call. Who well, I was victory lapping after the first two starts he made, and yeah, he had a poor outing against Kansas City. But the the one positive there is he didn't walk anybody, and he still struck out four in two and a third innings. So it's not exactly this the old Chatwood walk walk fest. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I still think he can he could probably pitch well in this matchup. Lance Lynn in cores. I hate attacking cores oh. for pitchers, but he's been terrific. Um, so that's a GP, GPP play. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned Montas. Framber Valdez is is very interesting. He's been lights out. Um, yeah. And going up against Seattle, uh, I know they have a lot of righties in that lineup, but he... You know, he, I don't know if he's a huge going to be a huge K up K guy going forward. He's struck out nine and struck out eight um, his last two starts, but he's probably going to be more of a pitch to contact type of guy moving forward. But you know, this is a good opportunity for him to possibly do both again, and I like that a lot. For I, I don't know if I'd do it in cash. But, you know, I like that. Um, then another guy that we talked about, Spencer Howard. 
He's only 4K. And yeah. This will be only his second outing in the bigs. Um, you know, and Velasquez, they were kind of, it looked like they were going to piggyback off of each other, um, especially like what they did the first uh, first time. I believe they did the same thing, but um, it looks like Velasquez pitched today a little bit. He had to come in the game, so yeah. um, Howard's just going to get that start. And at 4K, a prospect like him, I mean, pitchers struggle a lot of times when they first get the call, but he's got upside. I mean, at 4K, I'd, I'd do it to stack up some tournaments. Yeah, I would definitely do that too. I mean, that price just has so much, like, you can get a lot of solid value from that, especially against the Mets lineup who's like, has who has DeGrom on the hill. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. So, the way that they don't give him run, much run support. Yeah, I mean, and you can honestly, it sounds crazy because normally you want the upside of the win or the yeah. lock of the win. Um, but you could put them together in the same lineup mm-hmm. because you're going to get, the hope is you'll get enough strikeouts from both. And if yeah. they both limit the damage or pitch good games, it won't matter if you, if you just get a win on one of the sides, right. you know, that's kind of a safe floor play too. Like one of them will probably get the win. Mm-hmm. So it's, really not that bad of a strategy but it's with the grom he's not going to finish uh he's not going to finish one and four or whatever he got he actually did get a second win now so yeah yeah and he's sitting at two and oh it's pretty solid for yeah for uh four starts so far He's got a .96 whip so far. Yeah, he's the best pitcher on the planet right now. I mean, Cole's great too, but he's been off to like a slower start. But he's still, obviously he's still solid, but which is like kind of scary because he's not even at like his full self yet. Yeah, exactly. Those guys are neck and neck for best pitcher. You can really flip a coin as to who's going to be the best on which day, you know, and, and to pitch it on the same slate together. So it makes it even more tricky. Yeah. It's the second, I think it's the second time this year. They both pitch on the same day. Yeah. Probably was the opening day or no, the, Yan- no, it was, night. no Yankees played the, the opening night. Right. And then I think it was like, I think it might've been the last time around the rotation for both of them. Oh, okay. Or or maybe the one before that. I don't know. Something like that. I know. They both only have three starts. So, I mean, yeah. So, it was the last time. Or not four starts. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say DeGrom has four. Yeah. Um, Cold up. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with the way, you, like you said, with, you know, from gray to... Montas, you can really go with anybody in there for solid options. And I'm probably going to, I don't know, I don't know if I, I guess I would in maybe a lineup or two, pair DeGrom and Cole together, but I think some 
some lineups I might just go with, you know, one or the other with somebody else, like we talked about with uh, Montas or Chatwood or Lamette, somebody like that. Like, I don't know if I want to pay up for both of them, but pairing them with somebody else that we talked about is would be a good play, I think. Yeah, or like if you wanted to stick in that mid-range kind of type of area, I mean, you know, like do you want to do like a Montaz and a Lamette or Montaz and – I mean, Chatwood sounds like the ugliest name of this mm-hmm. bunch or like him and Valdez, Savali, like Oda Rizzi. Like guy, I feel like guys are not going to want to play those guys with the other names on this slate. Yeah, and that's where I feel like you might be able to get an advantage if they come out and have very strong games because, uh, I mean, it, it's well within their capabilities. I mean, we've we've seen it, and especially with Chatwood putting up twenty eight point five points against Milwaukee and thirty eight points against Pittsburgh, you know, mm-hmm. and Savali, he had a twenty six point seven point outing against the Sox and no less than 20 points in any of his outings. Yeah. So there's some different routes that you could take and it's it's it definitely looks like a uh I mean, you could play cash on this slate for sure, but uh the pitching side of things um I think it's it's a very interesting GPP type of day like you can get very funky yeah and i'm i'm willing to bet that one of the gpp the takedowns will be from one of those odd names that people just don't want to oh yeah the shock value not shock value names but it's like names that you wouldn't normally roster when you have as many stud and big names that we have going like tonight. Right. Um, yeah, that's for the pitchers though. We can start going into some hitters. Uh, I'll name a couple that I like. Um, the one uh, sticking to the the A's, I like Matt Chapman in the for fifty three hundred uh, against going against Johnny Cueto and the and the Giants. And so far this season, he's slashing three hundred five, six fifteen, nine twenty, and uh, six home runs. And all six of his home runs are against right-handers. And fifty one point nine percent hard hit rate, so he's ma- he's absolutely mashing the ball. Twenty one point two barrel percentage, ninety five mile per exit velocity, uh, six forty one expected slugging. Um, so he's he's been really solid so far. Um, and last year he had twenty five home runs against right handers, eight forty eight OPS. So I think he's a, a guy you can see hit potentially have a home run in this game against Cueto. You know, Cueto's been he's been okay, but he's obviously not like he's not as the pitcher he was 
before, like when he was with the Reds and all that. But, and then I also like Jorge, Jorge Soler. He, he's a solid kind of a vet, more of a value guy uh, at the 4,300 uh, against Orderizzi. He's one. He's two for four against Odorizzi with one home run in his career, and he had two home runs against the Twins the last time they played, which was just last week. So he's he can definitely mash the Twins and do that. At, he can definitely has a chance to do that again. Uh, and 39 of his 41 home runs were against right-handers last year. So, yeah, he's, he, he's another guy that matches right-handers. Definitely a solid kind of value guy there with the lower rate, lower, uh, low amount of money that he's worth. You know, a thousand less than Chapman is. Uh. Let's see. I also had uh, Derek Dietrich is another kind of guy there at 4,200, just a little bit below. He actually he was signed a minor league deal deal with the the Rangers just a couple days ago. Made his debut, and he went three for three in his debut with the Rangers. So he's a guy who can have uh, put up good numbers there against. Uh, the Mariner, I mean, not the Mariners, it, against the Rockies in, in Colorado. So I like that potential for him. I mean, I always liked him when he was with the, at the Reds, just his, you know, his swagger. I really, I really always enjoyed. So I was, I was glad to see he got another deal with the team. Yeah, he's fun to watch, huh? I, I like the way he carries himself it's entertaining as all hell yeah i loved like last year when the reds wore those like uh like tank top uniforms and he was like yeah he was like showing off there. yeah and he's got those chains and stuff and yeah yeah he's he's cool to watch yeah so those were some of my picks i had i like i like those guys Yeah, I could, I could see that those guys paying off. Um, the main guy that I like um, is Jesse Winker, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Chad Cool. I'm not a huge believer in Chad Cool. Um, Winker has been on fire lately. He's he's rolling. He's absolutely rolling. He's got multi-hit games. In his last four, um, a combined nine for, let's see, nine for his last 13 with three bombs, two doubles, two walks, and four RBIs. And he's added a stolen base in there. So... He's smashing right now, and he's only 3.6K. And I think he's in a pretty damn good spot here against Chad Cool. 
Um, I thought I saw some weather concerns for that game. So I would recheck that. I'm not sure how serious it was. But I, I, it looked like I saw something there. Um, but, yeah, no, this is this is a spot where he can... He can do more damage. I think I like him to stay hot, and especially at that price, I think he can pay off for you in the outfield. Um, let's see. You say Kikuchi's been pretty hit or miss. Um, miss a lot last year, and I, I hate that we have to play the Astros. And I, but I think it's like the anti-play. Because a lot of people aren't trying to play them right now because of everything that's happened. But they still have so much talent that it's like, you know, they're they're not going to... You can't just overlook them every night just because you dislike them, you know, especially if you're trying to make money. I mean, I... They're they're so right-handed heavy, and they're still so talented, even though, like, guys like Altuve have really struggled so far this year, but they, they don't strike out versus left-handed pitching. And Kikuchi allowed, what was it, 36 bombs last year? Mm. I mean, it's a pretty damn high rate. Yeah. That he was giving up bombs. And most of those were against righties, 28 of them. We're against right-handed batters. So the 304 average, righties are hitting 304 against them last year, and 374 Woba. We know the Astros really can hit some left-handers. I think this is a great spot for them. I think El Tuve, the rest of the guys get it going here um that aren't hitting so well to start the year but um i guess i don't have a a single play let me see could point one out though um you could go with any of them i i I like them as a stack i guess i'm a little bit early because we haven't started talking about stacks yet Mm -hmm. but I, i do like them as a stack here and I guess Yuli Guriel is pretty interesting because he's only 4,600 and he's at 254 on the year. But and Kikuchi hasn't allowed a homer yet this year, so I think that changes. But I'm not saying I don't, I don't know if Guriel will hit one, but it's in a good spot, so I, I don't mind that play at all. Yeah. I like that, yeah. As much as I hate the Astros, I can't argue with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah trust me, I'm not uh, an Astro supporter or you know, not, not pitying them by any means because I don't feel bad for any of the backlash that they've received from this whole thing. Well. But um, well, definitely, if people aren't going to play them, I will because mm-hmm. I – I yeah. just want to win, you know, right. at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess since you already started kind of stacks, we'll roll into that and do 
do some of that quickly. Um, try to wrap this up here. Probably cap it at like a half hour. We're almost there now, so might as well roll through these quick. Um, some of the stacks I like. Um, of course, Yankees is a, always a good one, and, but they're facing a Red Sox. Um, Red Sox pitching staff who gave up 17 runs against the Rays, which is, you know, you don't have to say much about that to know that's terrible. But yeah, the pitching, and they're also going with uh, Brazier for the as the opener, and then Colton Brewer as the long long reliever. So they're not even throwing an actual starter out there, and it's I I just think the Yankees are going to be able to pounce on them early. And giving them a lot of trouble, which, of course, is probably going to be a pretty pretty much a chalk uh, stack. A lot of people are going to be using it's going to be a high uh, draft percentage there for the for the, a lot of the guys in their lineup. So I think you may just may just need to check how much they're being used in anything you do. So, but they're always a good one to use. Even no matter what, um, then another one is the Twins versus uh, Jacob Junis, who they had they had two home runs against him the last time they faced him two uh, just a week ago, as I mentioned before, uh, four two thirds innings he pitched that that start. So there's, they got some big boppers in the lineup, of course. So they could definitely pounce on him. And, uh, so like, you know, guys like Miguel Sano, who's kind of off to a slow start, but I think he can start finding it here soon. And, you know, a lot of the other guys, like, even uh, my mind just went blank for a second. too late for this <laughs> oh brian brian buxton is another guy that you can go there he's cheap for there's 3500 because he went he had a home, he had two home runs the other night against the brewers so you now he can he's a good he's a good value guy if you want to roll with him because he's surprised he's still that cheap uh, even after that after he's been Hitting like very well so far. He's got five home runs overall, uh, two ninety eight average, nine forty four OPS. So not a bad play with him. I mean, thirty five hundred is like dirt dirt cheap. So yeah, so, I mean, and those last two games really uh, upped a lot of his numbers. Yeah, because um, he was. Combined six for nine, so mm. you know. But he's probably just getting hot here, and he and he can. He's got Jack in a bag upside. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you definitely take that with this a stolen base and a home run. That get that's a heck of a day right there. Definitely. And of course, you also got Eddie Rosario who had two home runs a couple of days ago as well. Um, He's been, he's been doing. He's getting just getting hot too. Looks like the same thing. Kind of wasn't starting off too well, but now he's starting to get a little bit, finding a little bit. 
you know, Max Kepler, Jorge Blanco, some of those guys in there. Uh, and uh, Nelson Cruz, he's the most expensive one at 5,300, but he's a solid guy to pay up for. Yeah. So. Think about how scary this lineup's going to be when Donaldson's playing again. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. When is he supposed to come back, anyway? Uh, I'm not sure. Doesn't sound like he's going to come back when he's eligible to come mm-hmm. off the IL. It's mm-hmm. from what it sounds like, but I I don't know. He, he's not really doing a whole lot from the reports that I see so far to getting back to playing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait for that uh, addition to the stack yeah. for a little bit. But they're, they're a scary lineup, and I like all the guys you mentioned. And, you know, even a guy like Jake Cave, if he cracks the lineup, he's not – he hasn't hit a ton this year, but he has power. And if he's hitting, like, ninth, which he's normally at, like, towards the end of the lineup, eight or nine, like, using him as a one-off or, like, a wraparound type of stack because I could see Junis letting up a little bit, like, oh, this this might be the where the easy out is. And yeah. Cave can make you pay, and he's pretty cheap. Yeah, Cave, what's he at? Yeah, he's at 3,300, so on DraftKings. Yeah, of course. All the pricing I've mentioned is on DraftKings. I've we always we pretty much always look at DraftKings for our our um, why did that word just escape me again? Pricing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, we you can mention the the other sites' pricing though too because. I mean, I know. I'm trying to look at some of the guys you mentioned. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for pricing. I can't find it right now. It's not. Will not load. Right. When you need it, doesn't want to show. Let's see. Daily lineups. And pricing. While I do that, you could uh, finish your thought, though. I um, might take me a second. I, I was just looking, and yeah, Donaldson isn't even like back to. He's he hasn't been going up to full speed yet. He's been running a little bit, but not sprinting yet. So he's probably a little bit far further away. Like might end up being like two weeks or something. I don't know. Which is a long time for a sixty-game season. So, but I mean, as long as they have yeah. playoffs, it's it'll be they'll be like scared. They'll be really scared in the playoffs with him. Yeah, and the great thing about them is they they really don't need him to get by on a day-to-day basis. But with him, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're they're very much a nightmare matchup for anybody they face, and they pretty much already are. You know, so that's what's like ridiculous. We if you add him in a couple weeks or so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then like the not to get away from the DFS, but they're just like their their pitching staff was the one question mark, and they've been you know the addition of Maeda was really solid. He's been he's been great so far, and their their bullpen's good. So yeah, and uh, Dobnak's been doing good too. So yeah, Dobnak fly he. He's really flown under the radar, um, pitching very solid, solidly this early on in the season. Yeah, <clears throat> he's come a long way from an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Uh, I can't get the pricing to load for whatever reason, so I would just have to go. Continue to go off of DraftKings pricing, um, which sucks. I mean, I obviously we both play more on DraftKings, but um, I'd like to have the other sites listed here and mentioned for people that are playing on the other sites because generally we try to put together good plays that that pe- uh, players that'll be good plays on both sides. And price efficient um, for people that are on those sites because you know everybody has their personal preference, and then some guys just play on both all the time. So, or you know, other sites like Yahoo and and you name the rest of them. Yeah. So, Uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really look into stacks much. I don't know. I didn't really see much others. Uh, well, you can go. You could always go with the Dodgers against the Angels. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think it's it's really just going to be because there's not like the the stacks today that are like super chalk. Like you'll have the Yankees be chalk, probably the Twins. You'll have. Um, you know, I could see the the Reds maybe picking up steam. Um, the maybe Cleveland against Nova, even though they're not really that cheap. Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, definitely Coors Field will be popular. It always is. Yeah. Um, I feel like that one. You can more people will probably go for. The Rockies, but if you can even go the other way with the Rangers, what's that? Yeah, I think more people will probably play the Rangers in that spot because of the pitching matchup with Lance Lynn pitching. Yeah. So maybe Colorado would be the uh, the best way to go to get away from the ownership, maybe. Um, But yeah, I think that's going to be like. A winning tournament lineup or stack will probably feature a team that isn't in the best matchup today. I mean, it's generally the case. Like, it's an ownership game. But it's going to be, like, one of these decent pitchers that we feel are in a good spot that probably blows up, like, Di Sclafani or Disco Tony tonight. Or yesterday, which is absolutely terrible. Yeah, that pissed me so much off. Ugh. 
Yeah. I was so I was like raving him yesterday, and then all of a sudden, he, oh god. Well, I thought he was in a good spot too. Well, <laughs> yeah, not not to be the case. Nope, it was not nine, to be. Nine runs and two innings. Oh. You're getting yeah, hit hard. Like, gave up like ten hits on like a hundred six or hundred plus exit velocity or something. Yeah, not good at all. Um, oh yeah, but I mentioned my stack. I I really like Houston against Kikuchi because Kikuchi has some name value and guys like the potential on him. I I see it, and I I mean, but he's very boomer bust, and for whatever reason, well, not whatever reason. I think we know the reason, but people do not want to play Houston that much. So with a big slate like this, facing a lefty. Like him, who gave up a lot of bombs last year. I like it personally. I and they're at home. Yeah, give me give me Houston tomorrow. Yeah, why why not? Well, I think we're. Pretty much set here. Gave all yeah. of, all of our stuff, all of our uh, picks for you know pitchers, hitters, and stacks. So, mm-hmm. did you pick a home run call? Um, I didn't. But um, let's see. I'm gonna th- now. I have to think. Do you have one? Do I have one, you're saying? Yeah, because I don't know. Um, I didn't have one off the top of my head, but I... Let me look here. Let me come up with one real fast. Um... I think... Well, I mean, I, if I was sticking with my picks, I could go with Jesse Winker. I think he's got a good shot to go yard. But I think the guy who's swinging the bat confidently right now, I mean, obviously Winker is. But Ian Happ was hitting from the right side tonight for the most part. He was two for three with a run, an RBI, a double. Um, but he'll be switched around. To bat from the left side against Woodruff tomorrow. It's 3.3K, sitting 302, I believe. Let me check that. No, he said 326 with a 1.065 OPS. Give me Ian Happ. I'm going to go Homer. Ian Happ and Homer because I'm a Cubs fan. (laughs) (laughs) Ian Happ run, and it's. Ian Happ, Homer, and a Homer pick. Yep, and I will be very happy. Ooh, ooh. Uh, like? Let me see. I'm gonna. I'm about to go crazy right here. I'm gonna. I'm actually. I'm gonna go with JD Martinez off of Cole. That is crazy, but. You mean he had I a could see it. Him. 
Got a grand slam on Wednesday for a second home run of the year. So it's only about time before he starts really smashing, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean the Red Sox are going to win, but this means he's yeah. going to Yeah, even a solo shot. You, you got the call, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's just one run, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. going to be all for the – that's all Cole's going to give up. It's going to be – it's going to be – I don't know why I'm going with the score prediction, but I'm going to say it's going to be seven to one Yanks on that home, and that's all the Red Sox get. All right, there we go. Somebody put some money on that. Seven to one Yanks. JD Martinez solo shot off a of Cole. Cole seven innings strong, nine strikeouts, one walk, five hits. Ooh, I like that. that. That was a lot. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> now you make me sound like the Yankees fan. Well, yeah. Trying to trying to make you go come over to the Yankees. Come over to the dark side. Yeah. Uh. But anyway, that ain't, that ain't happening. All right. No. <laughs> well, I just can't leave the Cubs. Yeah. But I think that's about wraps it up here. Uh, yep. We went we went far. We went longer than we thought. Again, I mean, uh, I'm not surprised. I knew that'd be the case. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> but yeah, hope you hopefully you guys win some money on this this wonderful. Wonderful Friday. Um, so it's the weekend. Have a good weekend. Hopefully, if you win some money, you go celebrate. Um, but don't celebrate too hard. You know, obviously, keep social distance and don't touch your face. Wash your hands. So <laughs> make sure you do, keep doing all the stuff you're doing and get this virus under control. And, you know, if you want football at any point and any time, like, definitely do that. If you want to actually go to the games, too. So, like, I, I know I want to. I know everybody does, so. Yeah, be smart. Yeah. You can never have too much pod tar. We'll be back again tomorrow with another brand new DFS show for Saturday's slate. And yeah, peace out. Later.